And welcome back to the Cinemedia World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hey. It is very good to have you here on the show today. How you doing? Doing all right, you know. We're we're out here. We're living life, seeing movies. It's the huge, <laughs> the huge. Oh man, everyone! Thank you guys all for being here last week. I have been sick with my sinuses. It's allergy season, Ugh. congestion, all that shit. So, mm-hmm. our, our last show was, I think, last Friday. Which is crazy. So I wouldn't be surprised if we just dropped all of our listeners right there. Everybody's gone. The the people can't breathe. Me and Hannah already (laughs) struggle breathing out here, and now Dwayne joining us. Oh my god, I uh, it's bad. We tried to do that show, and I thank God we didn't because I sounded awful Saturday night. I was like, (laughs) no Friday night. I was like, oh my god, God. (laughs) I sounded. I had to mute my damn mic so many times when we were just talking and stuff. So. It's very good to have you here as always. Today we are going through the box office from this weekend. We was not here last weekend because Guardians was doing week two. So uh, I we should get into last weekend though because the Guardians, we were talking about what was going to happen regarding the drops uh, last week, but it only dropped 47%, which is probably, which has got to be the best MCU drop at all. Really long time. Yeah, this is back to like how they used to do. It used to be pretty common, even when they opened pretty big. Back in its heyday, the MCU was dropping forty, the high forties and fifties. Like fifty five percent was the the worst MCU drop back in the day. And so to see the Guardians come through with such a strong hold mm-hmm. is really promising. And then once we get to it this week, it actually had another really strong hold in the face of competition. So yeah, yeah it's looking like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three has the legs. Will it be able to leg it to a billion? I'm not sure. It's still a little bit far out. Uh, if it had opened a little bigger, maybe. But yeah. It's What's really it at right good. now? The total is... We'll get into it. But, yeah. uh, but it's but had yeah, a, a really I, good run to start. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, really, really nice drop yesterday. This is, you know... So this just goes back to, you know, goes back to our discussion on whether it's superhero fatigue or is it just audiences being fed up with some of the uh some of the outings that we've been getting so far i think when we go from quantumania to shazam 2 you know i think it was just audiences we're not feeling those and we'll get into it later but the flash is tracking is shocking to me uh but i'm really excited that it's that that the tracking is that number so we'll get into all of that regarding superhero fatigue i think when flash comes out and it does what it does. I think all that will will kind of be a little bit dead, regarding yeah. like what is it? Because I think I think it's just audiences knows. I think it's just audiences wanting good stuff, you know. And you saw with the drop with Guardians that you know people were willing to have repeat viewings. The word of mouth has still been strong, so yeah. And I think it took a good chunk out of Fast X this weekend as well too. So we'll get into all of that, but. Yeah, let's get into this weekend. We have the weekend box office for May 19th, 2023. And let's get into 
our first number of the weekend. Let's get to number one. So, dropping in at number one is, in fact, Fast X, the tenth film in the Fast and Furious franchise, brought in an estimated $67.5 million in its opening weekend and around $319 at the worldwide box office. So, here, stateside, that is, in fact, the lowest Fast and Furious opening, 3% below the $70 million F9 open to, at least in the main franchise, though it is just above the $60 million opening of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's not that it's, far off, though, so... Yeah. I don't know how to feel totally, because it isn't... It's pretty much on par with F9, um i i think they gotta wrap this up like oh yeah it's 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 time like the fast and furious franchise i although i had a really good time with fast x i can't imagine sitting through three more of these and i don't think i'm the only one because this is indeed the lowest of you know lowest in a long time since hobbs and shaw what was the last fast and furious movie to make this number you said you had uh you had fast you had fast now F nine at seventy million and I think it was like I forget I think Isn't it was like Tokyo Drift these numbers I think I think Fast and Furious was like fifty eight yeah. or something like that I'm pretty sure you know, it's the, since Tokyo Drift because even 2009's Fast and Furious the fourth one made yeah. seventy point nine million so okay. it's so the lowest it be Tokyo then. Drift. so the the first three are the only ones like below this number. Yeah, so I think that's a sign that it's time to kind of let this go. I think the way it ended, I think having one more movie uh, to kind of tie this all up and end this stuff is would be great. And I think it would do a really bigger number because you would, you know, you're gonna market it as the last and final one. I do. I think doing three more, like he was talking about, on the, you know, the red carpet about a trilogy. I think that's not a good idea. <laughs> I think it's very much time to wrap this up because you just you gotta keep going to the well of these fast and furious movies and then when you get like what f13 i i can't imagine being them being over 70 million they'll probably be like in the 40s or 50s so before you get to that range i think it's smart for the next one to be the final installment yeah i do i think that they also need to just they need to f- wrap it up next movie. And I think there's no reason they sh- can't be able to wrap it up in one more film. Um, <laughs> there was a lot going on, I guess. But again, the plot in these movies is so out there and ridiculous that you can just do whatever the hell you want, basically. So yeah, they got to find a way to be like, man, no, nah, we ain't doing two more. It's not going <laughs> to be a three-part finale for the yeah, past few yeah. years. It needs to no. just be two and let's do it. And I think you're right. I think even if you're kind of tired, yeah, that you know that cliffhanger ending is going to get everybody who watched Fast X back in the theater for the sure, like sure it just thing. is. It is what it is. So everybody who watches this one will be back, and maybe some strays who were getting a little bit tired, but have liked other Fast movies will come back, like you said, because it's the last yeah. one. It's the end of the franchise. Put a wrap on it. But oh man, I can't. 
he wants to <laughs> keep on. And then once that third one comes out, Vin Diesel will be like, well, you know, I think we have more story to tell. Like, Vin is never going to no, let go of this. Yeah, He's no, never going to let go. It's, uh, it's, it's been time. The times where these were opening in the hundred millions, you know, I completely understood. Like, okay, we have to keep giving the audience more. But I can't even remember the last Fast and Furious movie that did open up to over a hundred million dollars. Uh, okay, F- Furious Seven uh, was Furious Seven the one after the death. Yes. Okay, so that was one forty-seven, and I think F eight. I think F eight did like. 80 something 98.7 uh yeah yeah so like that's when we started seeing the decline and then f9 we had the 70 million although f9 did come right at the you know around the pandemic when it was kind of dying yeah. down a little bit but i do think uh this one there's not really an excuse i mean guardians is as it Gar- guardians is in its third week if this was like guardians second weekend i would understand but uh yeah guardians is, is in week three so you really didn't have that much competition. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie didn't make a bunch to like consider that may how much had that would have would would that have taken away from the number. Uh, but I I think I think this is a sign that although I had fun, I think it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> okay, uh, let's call this next one. You don't have to call it F eleven or Furious eleven. Mm-hmm. I think you call it like Fast End or something like that or Fast Ending. I don't know. Or the final fact, I don't know, and it's it's time. But I think if you market it like that, like as the final one, this is the last time you're gonna see all of them. This is the last time. I'm sure there'll be spinoffs down the line and stuff like that. Like what? Maybe maybe they'll do another Hobbs and Shaw. Maybe they'll do like you know Ludacris and Tyrese or something like that. But I think. As a, I think, as I agree, I think as a franchise, it's, it's time. A big it's problem time. too. This movie costs nearly three hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Right, like nuts. So <laughs> opening because it opened to a decent three hundred and you know nineteen million dollars worldwide. That's not a bad number, but that's the budget. So you know, like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It just costs so much to make. So if it ends up, uh, F nine made what seven hundred and fifty million or so worldwide. If yeah. this one ends up about the same, I mean, it's barely cutting even um, when it comes to that astronomical budget. So uh, the day, de- yeah, the the worldwide audience isn't even holding this franchise up anymore, and that's yeah. kind of what we saw with Transformers as well. There was a while. Where we saw those movies make less and less in the U.S., but international, they were just still going gangbusters. And that's what the Fast and Furious has kind of relied on. And by the last Transformers, you know, the international audience wasn't caring anymore, and neither yeah. were we. And that's kind and of that, what's exactly. starting to happen here. Exactly. And I think uh, you want to avoid you want to avoid to where it gets like out of hand bad, you know. Uh, right now you see audiences just like, you know, this is not really, it's not even like an impressive action movie opening. Like, I think, I, like, I know, like, okay, like, I'll rephrase that. Like, it's not an impressive, I don't know, like, I just, you know, if, if this came out like in the 80s, it'd be like, okay, that's, you know, that's a really solid opening for the Fast and Furious franchise, but 67, I mean, those are around, like, I think Black Adam did that around that number, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think this is, I don't think it's that 
impressive at all, really. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think this is a sign from audiences that okay, it's time to wrap it up. Okay, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, we're going on eleven movies. I mean, we're going yeah, in total, it's eleven movies, including Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. and then total with the next one, it's going to be twelve. And I think that's a lot. <laughs> and I think like every season that goes, like season six and nine and. 10 i think it's time to wrap it up so but hey i think 319 is still really really like still pretty good you know as far as like a worldwide cune so yeah we'll see we'll see how it teeters but i do think the drop next week is going to be substantially heavy especially going up against little mermaid so he said it's them for next week (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. I mean, come on now. <laughs> this ain't dropping to forty-seven percent. This is gonna be like fifty-five, fifty-five, sixty percent at least. At so, least. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right. Let's go to number two. What do we got? So coming in at number two, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three finally falling out of that number one spot in weekend number three. Guardians made thirty-one point nine eight million dollars in its third week of release, which is just another very good forty-eight percent drop in that third weekend. That brings Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three up to two hundred and sixty-six point five million domestic and six hundred and. million at the global box office. Uh, Yeah, another solid drop. Not a massive drop at all. Still not even in the the 50%. I think this is another solid number. I think this number took a lot away from Fast X, you know, because you kind of have the same kind of audience here, you know, both kind of action movie centric, you know, comic booky and stuff. Even though, even though, you know, Guardians has a little bit more of the family field. Uh, but I think this is a really good number going up against some heavy competition, you know, uh, I think this is really good. This is great. Yeah. Last weekend, it really didn't face anything. So that kind of helped it with that nice, easy drop. But this weekend, yeah, even in the face of much heavier competition, it really didn't see much. Now I do think, like you said, with Fast X next next weekend, Disney is going to cannibalize itself a little bit. Um, And I think both of these are going to get like, I don't want to say demolished, (laughs) (laughs) because you know, the family aspect is going to be gone. All the families are going to have a new movie to go watch. um, And, from overall projection, I think Little Mermaid is going to be like a big couples movie. It's, yeah. yeah. All the nostalgia is going to be there. So, all the people in our age range, you know, that's why Disney keeps making those, is we're eating it up and taking the kids that we have. Um, So, but it's good. I'm glad they're projecting it's to get to that 700 million or worldwide by the end of next weekend. So, it's looking to catch Thor Love and Thunder, which opens substantially larger than Guardians 3 here Mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so I think uh, Guardians has been doing really, really good so far domestically, worldwide. You know, this is what this these are the numbers that they've been waiting for for a long time. You know, Um, and I think uh, I think this they're happy with how it's doing right now. Now it sucks that the guy who did all this is is out of there. But Dwayne said, "Y'all let him go to DC." No, no, but for real, like what a fumble! I mean, (laughs) golly. God, the minute they announced that Suicide Squad movie, they should have been like, "All right, no, pack it up. No, he's coming back. No, bring really? him back." Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's a good. I don't think that's a. I don't know. And they seem like they're still in shambles too. They 
they're like firing writers and stuff and I mean we'll see what happens but all right number three what do we got all right well even in the face of going on digital Super Mario Brothers movie held strong at the box office this weekend, making a very good $9.8 million in its seventh week of release, dropping only a mere 22%. So it did hit some big milestones this week as well, as it is now up to $1.25 billion global. It just passed The Incredibles 2 as the third highest animated film global global of all time and Crazy. it also here in the states passed 2019's the lion king as mm. the number 14 highest grossing film in the u.s of all time wow i so. mean absolutely insane insane numbers for <laughs> super mario bros i mean we kind of we called this when we were doing our predictions earlier this year that i mean this had a ch- i mean well, we didn't realize it was going to be like this big you know yeah. Third third place, seventh weekend, like the animated movies, nothing is coming around is like coming out around it. So it just has still, all I mean, this, we still what I mean, yeah. Little Mermaid, I guess, will be the next somewhat competition, but that's not animated right. either. So it's we're waiting till Spider Verse. Right. And uh yeah, it's just it has all this just leeway to just make money and continue to make money. And I think this has been a great, great, great number for uh this is universal right i think it's universal yeah universal so and so uh, speaking of that universal is also the first film to hit the one billion dollar domestic uh gross Mm -hmm. of the year so it's the first studio to get that with fast x and they have two movies in the top five which is great so yeah yeah, so that's a really really solid number for the super mario bros movie but um Okay, number four. What the hell is this? So coming in at number four (laughs) is Book Club, the next chapter. The second Book Club movie made three million in week number two, dropping 55%. Now forgive me, y'all. We're doing this at a time. Box Office Mojo, if y'all don't start updating these numbers when you have them in the morning, I don't know what to do with y'all. So I'm over here I looking know. at like four different screens to find the different, the global, the cube, the this, the that. Like we're trying <laughs> to, because these other sites, look, I know we rag Box Office Mojo, but at least they got all this information, you know, around. I know when it's down, like when we do these earlier Box <laughs> Office shows, like we are struggling. I got like five screens open too. Right. Like we are. I'm like searching. I'm like, oh my God, where's this cube? Where's that cube? <laughs> um, but I don't have the the global numbers uh, for Book Club 2 right now. Lord. Just know, you know, it's, it's doing all right. Um, it's doing okay. <laughs> it's doing all right. Uh, just know, it's at, it's at the 13. 13 mil total all right y'all that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> all right uh i don't I mean i don't know i don't really know what to say great for book club Dwayne, when you watching i can't larry please Dwayne, this please. is jane fonda's third movie this year and she about to have a fourth is it movie. really and she's in her 80s and she like that little kraken movie where she voices the grandma she that's yeah. about to be her fourth movie in theaters this year what's going on <laughs> all right jane get that bag girl <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's go into our number where are we at number five, five. Yeah. and i have some news on this one that Dwayne is going to eat 
up. Oh, go ahead. Oh, but ahead. coming in at number five, we have Evil Dead Rise, which brought in $2.375 million in its fifth weekend of release, only down 36% in week number five. But that brings Evil Dead Rise up to $64.1 million domestic. And it brings it up to 141.1 million global, making it WB's highest grossing 2023 release at the global box office, passing Shazam Fury of the Gods. That is mother right there. That's the most mother. (laughs) Last week was Mother's Day, period. I mean, we're doing this right now. I'm so happy. Can you believe it? At the the worldwide box office, Evil Dead Rise passes Shazam to be the biggest earner (laughs) of the year. This is supposed that you know, this was supposed to be a streaming movie. Absolutely. Every time we talk about that, we're talking about a movie that like it's you know, it has great reception. The box office is great. Smile was doing the same thing when it came out. So this con- these conversations of, oh, should we do streaming or movies? I mean, either way, you should always do movies. Because, I, I mean, I think, you know you, you know what? Like, uh, it, it's crazy, too, because Net- Netflix, I, I still remember how for Glass Onion, it had, like, one of the best, like, per theater average. Mm-hmm. And it made, like, $16 million. But it was only in, like, what was it, like, 500 theaters or something like that? And uh, they were like, yeah, that's what we wanted. We didn't want anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? If you release Glass, on- Glass Onion in like 4,000 theaters, I mean, that, that movie would have opened to like 40 or $50 million. I just don't and understand how you crazy look at the first Knives Out and what a great box office success that yeah. was. It had great legs. It did really well. And then you do that. I just saw the numbers for that new Jennifer Lopez movie, The Mother, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It beat Glass Onion in viewing numbers on Netflix. So what was the point like y'all could have made some bank in the theater let people watch it in a movie theater instead you pulled it and put it on your streaming service and it's getting beat by the mother like it's not even pulling (laughs) in those numbers what are we doing right yeah i don't understand the thought process they're just i mean because the way going forward is the movie theaters you know we're, we're about to watch like i think dune part two is going to eclipse the first movie and stuff because it doesn't have the it doesn't have the HBO Max thing going on anymore. So I just don't understand what their thought process was when it comes to how they do stuff and all these like this was supposed to be streaming. Let's let's dead all that. Like let's stop thinking about oh should we do should we do a you know if you're confident if the test screenings are going good you know uh, then just see it you know and just I have do to say it. it. You know you all know if you listen to this that we're horror fans. Me and Dwayne right. we love we love our horror around here. Mm-hmm. If it's a horror film, drop it into theaters. Drop it into theaters because you just been dying for it time and time again over this yep. pandemic. They yep. will make money. Period. Yep. All of them. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of the stuff for horror has made money. Most of them are cheap. Evil Dead Rise cost nineteen million dollars to make. That's not a huge investment to drop that into a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And now look at the return you got. Megan, yep. Smile, uh, Black Phone, all of yep. these. What what was that one? Uh, Terrifier Two. Terrifier Two. Some examples at this point. Yep. Yep. 
yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. And uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm super happy. Super these are ride. franchises, some of these, like, but they're not like the big franchises, and they're still killing it at the box office. So, mm-hmm. yeah. put them in the theaters, y'all. Just do it. No, no more of this streaming, <laughs> blah blah. No, no, no. Yeah, put them in theaters. So yeah, I, I think even like, and it's not even most most streaming services. They're this is what they're doing now. They're like, okay, let's have a little theater run, and then we'll release it, you know, on the streaming service. And I think uh, what's that that new Martin Scorsese movie coming out later on mm. this year? I think that's an Apple TV Plus movie, and of course they're dropping it in theaters first. So okay. yeah, they're dropping it in theaters first, and then they're gonna and then they're gonna have like they're gonna have the little street the little streaming date. They better get. I think it's. I think yeah. that's scary prospects for that film because if people, well, at least it's Apple TV. Don't nobody have Apple TV, so those streaming numbers look. Hmm. They're mm-hmm. not going to be great regardless, but right, 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 right. I I know it's going to make look. Let me make film Twitter mad for a second. A Martin Scorsese film about a heavy topic that's mm-hmm. three and a half hours long. People going to say I can wait for home. I'm I mean, sorry, bro. It just is <laughs> what it is. People's going to say I need a break. I'll be need to be able to pause it and go do something. I I'll wait for it to get to the streamer rather than you people for hours I, in the movie theater. I cannot believe that people get angry when somebody's like, "Man, that's a little bit too long for me." Like, bro, listen, okay, it's okay. I know, I know these directors are your faves, but it's okay to be like, no, it's okay for someone to say, "I don't know, that's a little bit long for me." Okay, I have been an advocate for like, I cannot, I can't do long movies in a theater. Okay, I I, I can't do it <laughs> unless, unless it's like, you know, when you get into like a blockbuster, like I'm talking about blockbuster, things are happening, pacing is really strong, you know, then of course I'm in there. But when it comes to these slow, those reactions for 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 that new movie, they were like, although it's very slow. This is one of, I'm like, dude, you ain't getting me in the theater about <laughs> saying words like that, dude. Three and uh, what is it? What is it? What is this? It's What's like the professional time? Four hours. It's I, like three forty five. Yeah. Like crazy. I would and you know I I'm someone who says blockbuster. I would you wouldn't caught me if no. they released Zack Snyder's Justice League in theaters. Oh, you wouldn't hell. catch me dead at that theater. Bro, I'm not doing four hours in a movie theater. Yeah, like, I'd rather be at work. I'd rather be at work getting paid to sit for four hours. I just got paid to sit somewhere for 12 hours. Fine. I'm getting paid for it. I ain't getting paid <laughs> going to see a movie for four hours. And here's the thing. Even just beside, like, you know, I feel like film the film folks... Uh, specifically online, like the little film Twitter folks, let's just be that, as well as the auteur filmmakers, are out of touch with the everyday human. It's not even just about, you know, us being like, oh my god. Because that's a whole night. Like, you ain't got time for anything out. After work, if you're going to go on a Thursday when it (laughs) opens, after work, that's your whole night. If if you get paid as a critic and your job is to go see movies, Mm -hmm. I got it. Bro, listen, I work 10 hours a day. You think I'm going to a screening for a three and a half hour film? 
that's just not happening, dude. That's just that's just not happening. I for for Avatar, uh, The Way of Water. I took a half day because I knew that movie was gonna be like three hours. I took a half day. I went home, got some stuff together, and then I went to go see the movie. Like, bro, if you think if you think that I'm doing, I mean, dude, I I I just don't get that. And it's okay and for me to feel film like of that. The year. That was right. the biggest film not, of the year that did it. Like, that does not mean that I hate movies. That does not mean that whatever, I don't care about Scorsese. It does not mean any of that. I just don't want to sit in a place for three. I don't want to sit anywhere for three and a half hours. I don't want to sit at a game for three and a half hours. I don't want to sit. Like, I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit on a plane. Country. I don't want to sit. Yeah. I think going to comic, I think going to a comic con for me, it's uh, the it's five hours to go to comic con. Like, Dude, and you're telling me that for three hours and a half of that, it's it's just for a movie. I mean, I can't do it, bro. So, well, the other God, thing is, it's an adult film, and the the other thing they don't take into account is, you know, babysitters. If you want to go, uh, <laughs> if the two parents want to go, there's a big difference between paying a babysitter for two hours to go watch a regular movie. Versus four hours, so you can go watch the Scorsese film. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of difference, <laughs> dude. My limit, my limit when it comes to these long movies. I mean, I don't mind a nice two-hour, thirty-five to two-hour and forty-five-minute movie. Like, I think once you get past, I, I thought the Batman was too long. I love the Batman. I don't think the Batman needed to be two fifty-five. The Batman would have been the perfect, my perfect movie if it was like 240 you know cut shave off like 15 minutes of that bad boy avatar all these movies can have time shaved off like there's not a thing in avatar that had to be like that warranted that for it to be three hours and nine minutes the same with babylon that whole that whole third act when it comes to toby Maguire, cut that could have been shaved out of the movie and it would have been as equally as great of a movie these these three hours and forty minutes. I think Scorsese. He's only gonna get longer. He's 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 only gonna get longer when it comes to this. When it comes to his next movies, and I think that's just ridiculous. I don't like and three and a half James hours. Cameron is pulling that too. Like yeah. you know, Ooh, he's getting yeah. longer and longer with every film again. Talk about I have a nine hour cut of dude. No no no, <laughs> dude. Right. No, we're not doing this, man. No, I don't think I don't even think theaters. Would let a nine-hour cut of a movie oh, like just I mean, like like I mean, like bitch? You know how much money we're gonna lose showing that mess? Oh my god! I I, yeah, I don't. And understand what's it. gonna be the? And that's the other thing. As a business decision, what's gonna be the incentive for theaters to take on a film that's about four hours long? That let's be honest, it's an adult skewing drama for four yeah. hours. That's not going to do big numbers even at two hours. Even with Martin Scorsese's name attached to it, Mm -hmm. it's going to do, you know, okay numbers. We've seen it throughout the entire pandemic era. These adult dramas just have not been bringing in the numbers. The the Oscar movies outside of something, you know, the blockbusters, obviously, or everything everywhere was like an anomaly. Uh, It really just took off and was its own thing. But everything else, Babylon, all these other movies... They haven't been making big bucks. So Babylon, why are theaters going to want to put this in a theater for mm-hmm. four hours when they could show The Little Mermaid twice and get millions Double upon the, millions yeah. of dollars? Yeah. I watched Babylon at home. 
dude. I, 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 I have no interest in sitting in a movie theater for that long. I love the movies. I'll, I'll, not, I'll calmly do, I'll definitely do like a double feature. Of course, that I've done that before, but at least you're stretching and going to walk to the other screening and, you know, you, you can, can refresh your, your drinks or whatever. Yeah. You know, you like, uh, right. I, uh, I know, dude. So this, I might be one of those people who I'm going to wait for the Apple TV plus release of uh killers of because I, I i think i bet it's gonna be great i'm here but, like you know things. how many times i've watched the irishman once I, i'm not doing this dude i think i've only watched i would have loved uh what zach zach snyder's um justice league i would have loved to seen that like a million times dude i've, I've watched it twice i i i mean come on dude i i, I can't do it no yeah. so Sorry, and and God, God bless. They're gonna come if, for us if you have the willpower to like you know do that, and you think I'm complaining. God bless you, okay. But no, it's and it's okay for me to feel like this. It's okay. It's not gonna yeah, harm your day. Such doesn't hurt. <laughs> like people are like, ah, oh, you guys should. I, I just don't get it. It does. It's it does not affect you in any way. How I want to watch my movies, and if I whatever, dude. So, all right. Let's, uh, any other stories from this, uh, top 10? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Has a nice little drop going on. Yeah, it's Not been bad. holding out. I, ho- I think it did pretty well for Mother's Day last week, actually. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that. Oop, that hypnotic with Ben Affleck dead on arrival. I was going to ask you, is this is one of the worst openings? What was the... Bad opening what? and it just plummeted 66 million. What was the, uh, percent <laughs> million? Can you imagine? What was the uh it just the dropped budget 66%, for that? Six percent and it had to be small. It's from Ketchup Entertainment. What's the budget for it? Because I hope it was small. It had, because... I don't think it was that big. It's Robert Rodriguez. They don't people don't yeah. trust him with a big budget anymore. Oh um, okay. Yeah. Hypnotic budget. Let's see. <laughs> it all probably went to Ben Affleck. Oh, never mind. It was sixty five million. An absolute Oh disaster. my god, and they had a two million dollar opening. So this is one of the this is one of the worst bombs of the year. Oh wow! Uh, sixty for what? Wow! I saw the movie. For what did that cost? Sixty five million dollars. Ben, are we Ben? Oh my god! That is insane. That is a horrible, a horrible, wretched number. And oh, it's already wow. it had one week in the two in like the millions. Then it's already at like what? What is the number? Eight thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars. Terrible. That's one of the, that's one of the worst that is box. Outrageous. Offices. How did this little ketchup entertainment even have that money? I have no idea. That's terrible. That's just wow. Awful. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, John Wick became a billion dollar international franchise this crazy. Week. Um, so the films have totaled up to a billion dollars just on the outside of the U.S. and Canada. So that's great for that franchise. It's still trucking along. Absolutely, yeah. I would love um, to see that movie hit two hundred. It's not. It's there's no way. But yeah, yeah, there's no way it's going to because it's it's probably going to be out of the millions next weekend. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. All right, let's get into some tracking before we get hey, off. Hey, yo, the air. hold up, though. What? what Neon. What are we doing? How come I have to wait until like June to see Sanctuary with Christopher Ooh. Abbott? I just saw this down here. It had a pretty good opening, five mm-hmm. theaters, yep. $13,000 per theater average. 
put that shit out here. I kept saying May 19th. May I ha- that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when they advertise these movies with a strong And it's date. only it's only going to be And they don't even say select theaters. They don't say in LA and New York only. They're just like in theaters May 19th. And that shit <laughs> opened in five theaters May 19th. Let no. me explain, Larry. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> um let's get into what's coming out uh in the next couple of weeks here to kind of get updated so predictions you and i i don't think we've ever really done like solid predictions for little mermaid this weekend but right now box office pro has little mermaid opening around 90 to 112 million dollars so what say you Larry Chilson. So, what, so they have it at that for what the regular weekend or the four? the regular weekend? They, I, that's what I see here. I think because that's the problem. Yeah. The next okay. weekend is Memorial Day weekend. So the three day opening, I have ninety to one twelve, and then the four day, I have one fifteen to one forty three. Wow! Oh, so yeah. I feel like those projections have gone up. Um, they have. It's a 21 percent increase from last. I was week. like, yeah, I don't think it was that yeah. high <laughs> yeah, yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, I look. I'm gonna go over a hundred for the three for the three day. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say right around a hundred for the three day and probably I'm like go, 120, 125 for the four day. I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go one oh five. I'm gonna go one oh two, one oh two ish for the three day, and then I'm gonna go one twenty five, one thirty for the four day. Yeah, look, people can say what they want about stuff. They have been marketing the hell out of the little mermaid this is like this is the disney we're used to seeing uh because i know you know we always get a little nervous you put a poc in the front and sometimes disney likes to pretend it don't exist so i i'm really happy to see disney has marketed this thing like crazy everywhere i think they i think obviously we talk shit about the way they market their animated stuff that's not like pixar yeah but i think when it comes to their live action remakes, I think they want those movies to really succeed because, you know, you have uh, the audience, you know, you have the people, the naysayers who don't want these, you know, you know, these movies to be remade in live action. But I really do think they, they want these movies to succeed at least, you know, makes probably makes them feel good. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. You don't cast, you don't cast Halle Bailey for at least some type of, Oh, we want like a, a specific fan base to come out and see these movies, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think you're getting a oh, lot of POC, POC families to come out, you know, for a black Disney princess. So I think they're they're doing all things right when it comes to this marketing. And even the naysayers, even the people who love the original Little Mermaid, that we still show up. Like, yeah, that's the yeah. problem. I'm I'm guilty of it. I get mad at every single one of these Disney live right live action remakes, and yet there mm-hmm. I am every single time in the theater mm-hmm. opening weekend <laughs> for yeah. the Lion King, for Beauty and the Beast, for all these. I knew I was gonna be mad, and I was. I left yeah. the Lion King. I left that theater hot. Uh, but <laughs> there I was opening yeah. weekend in the damn theater. Um, but yeah, I. I, and I think the positive reviews, like it's been much more positive word of mouth than I, I think yeah. a lot of people were expecting, have yeah. helped. Um, now, look, I don't know if it's helping them or not, but it's surely getting them talked about. They released the whole soundtrack already on like Spotify and stuff. Uh-huh. Mm, uh, the song I've seen making the rounds most is that damn scuttlebutt. 
Um, let that let that let that stay in the ocean because that. <laughs> I said, bitch, you should have buried that. You should have put the whole soundtrack, but don't put that song on there. Oh let my that god, that should stay with Ariel, man. That, oh that my god, I was cool. like, nah, y'all should have just released part of your world because that's yeah. the highlight. Don't release it. That, even Melissa McCarthy's Poor Unfortunate Souls. Mm, I don't know. Maybe we should have kept this in the draft. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I am seeing this though. Uh, maybe something of concern for the Little Mermaid's worldwide number. Oh. Uh, they've been on pre-sale in China, and mm-hmm. it's only made $13,000 in pre-sales right now, which is well, one good. of the worst pre-sales ever for a Hollywood yeah. film in China. I mean, we'll see what happens. I just, I, I do think domestically it's going to do good. And then yeah. worldwide, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And stuff. Well, again, we can't discount. Uh, there are some markets like China itself, actually, yeah. that are still quite racist. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I was going to say, very clear, there are quite a few markets who are very racist against black-led films. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think Little Mermaid next week is going to do pretty well. And uh, so, some long-range tracking. Let's get into. We finally have our first bit of tracking for the flash i wanted to get into that uh and the flash right now it's doing a really really i would say great tracking number uh the tracking number before i get into it it's it's higher than guardians of the galaxy volume three and it's higher than Quantumania's tracking of course uh wow. and it's at 115 to 140 Wow. Is what yes, and we we predicted we were like, I mean, this DCEU, bro, I don't know. <laughs> but you and I predict we're predicting like in the eighties for this movie. I think I'm really impressed by this tracking number right here. I think this tracking number is great. And I think I mean we said it when Shazam had that abysmal number, <laughs> like I just I'm still in shock. Like Shazam had that just treacherous number and we were like dude i don't know about the flash this is dceu the audience clearly they are just all set with this dceu all these movies coming up feel like late like oh larry you all right oh no yeah i'm fine (laughs) my bad my (laughs) the dog didn't came out lord okay let's get back and let's get back on track okay so when when we when Shazam came out, we were both talking about how I don't know about this DCEU. We're gonna have to see how the Flash does, and then Blue Beetle and Aquaman. But hey, I think this tracking is really really good for the Flash. Uh, what do you think? I think this is a great tracking number. Yeah, I think it's pretty great as well. Could you hear me still? Yeah, I got I got you. You're here. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Um, no, I do. I, I agree. I think that's amazing numbers for the flash. Um, mm. anything over a hundred million, I think they should just view as a straight up win period. Yeah. And if it can get to one twenty or so, like the tracking is suggesting, I think that's yeah. a great, a great yeah. indication for the flash. If this open, what do we do if this opens more than guardians volume three? Ooh, because ooh. What did Volume Three do? One uh, that did one seventeen, I think one eighteen, like that. Yeah. What if this does like one twenty five? I Ooh. mean, 
Uh, shit. So, hey, listen, I I think they have been marketing this movie well. I think they have been saying the right stuff. All these random directors and actors who are like, I've seen it. It's the best thing. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's going to work out in their favor. Um, I think the trailers look pretty good. Every time the trailer comes on, I don't feel I mean, it looks though. It still looks a little rubbery to me in parts. But I think the trailers are great. That that most recent trailer that they've been releasing on theaters, I watched it again in IMAX, you know, when I saw Fast X. I think it's a good trailer. So I think uh, it just looks good and it's getting people invested. And I think uh, it's not a trailer too. You know what I like about it? The comedy is not so forced like Shazam's trailer was. And uh, there's comedy in the trailer, but it's not like, hey, Khaleesi. Or I just punched a dragon. It's nothing like that, you know? It's like I actually chuckle a little bit when, like, you know, that new trailer ends. And uh, he's like, he what, what, what are they saying? Barry is like, oh, where's your, uh, where's your, you know, parachute or whatever. And then Batman just drops out of the thing. I think it's fun. It's cheeky. It's cute, you know? So it's not like horrible comedy that's keeping someone like me away. Like, uh, I don't want anything part of that. And the story is looking emotional, and, and it's good. And the word of mouth has been getting around online. So maybe that's what's also yeah. helping. So I think this tracking is great. I'm really excited for it. Oh, Dwayne so. is hype for Flash. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens, everyone. But that is it. Thank you guys for joining us. That is our episode of the Box Office Report Show. Really appreciate you guys all for listening. Larry, let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over at Chili Boy Productions over on YouTube and on Instagram. And then Chili Boy YT at Twitter. All right, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Our Fast X review should be coming out tonight. Thank you guys all for being patient. Thank you guys all for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.